What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Heated Rivals podcast. Uh, it's fucking week 18 here in the NFL, the last week of the regular season. And uh, there's been a lot going on over the last couple of days. And we're going to break it all down for you guys as far as the uh, playoff pictures is concerned. And, you know, an update on what's going on with our blind confidence pool, which I'm sure you're all uh, sitting at the edge of your seats to figure out who won. But uh, I think we need to talk about what happened last Monday night, Zach. Um, And uh, for those of you who live under a rock or haven't been paying attention to the news, I'm referring to the unfortunate situation in the Buffalo Bills and Bengals game uh, where safety DeMar Hamlin just was going to make a football play and tackle T. Higgins and unfortunately suffered cardiac arrest on the field. Um, It was pretty scary. Yeah, man. Um, Let's talk about it because thank God we've gotten some great news over the last couple of days about him. Um, He's been... You know, making this miraculous, you know, nothing short of a miracle uh, comeback over the last 24, 48 hours, according to the doctors. Basically, um, it's all like best case scenario yeah, type for stuff. Real. Like, so let's just start from the beginning, right? I think the Bengals were up seven to three on the Bills at the point in the game. Like you said, DeMar Hamlin came up to make a tackle on T. Higgins, got hit in the chest, stood up, and just just went back down. Like, went lifeless. It was, yeah, it, went was, lifeless. It, was, it was scary. So, you know, medical staff rushed out there. And shout out to the Bills medical staff. Without him, this could have been a lot worse of a situation. They saved. Go, they literally saved this man's life. To go onto the field not knowing what to expect and immediately and acting as fast as they did, they, they deserve all the praise in the world for that. For real, man. And just to see the outpour of support, um, not just through the NFL community, but through the entire country and honestly the entire world because... You know, DeMar had that um, toy drive uh, set up with the goal of, you know, hopefully obtaining $2,500. Yep, $2,500. I checked last night, bro. It's over $5 million. It's Dude, it's over $8 million. Oh, $8 million. Yeah. Jesus Christ. No, it's 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 up there, bro. It's, it's in, That's insane, dude. I know a lot of, like... So, like, for the, at least for the Giants, I can speak on behalf of this. The Giants, like, super fan, license plate guy. He's getting people to all donate. And, you know, I know a lot of other fans are doing that with their fan bases all around the country. And it's just, like so good to see people coming together in a time like that but um you know like we just said good news for damar the breathing tube is out um he's talking with families writing down he's it was it was really kind of crazy he's awake talking to teammates do you know what the dude's first question was did we win that's crazy man (laughs) right this shows you the mentality of an nfl you know football of an nfl player you know it's just for him to go through all of that and to ask if his team won the game they told him he won. I mean, he did. He did. He did. He won the game of life. Like direct quote from the doctors, man. Like this man is blessed. And honestly, it's it's really heartwarming to see you know the entire NFL community just rally behind him. You know, all it's more than t- a game, man. It is, man. It, At the end and of the day, it's more than a game. We it's get, life. We talk about you know fantasy and guys who don't you know perform, and you know we get upset with these guys. But at the end of the day, we got to remember that these guys are humans, man. I mean, they're going out there and putting their lives on the line. And I don't think anybody really realized it until, you know, unfortunately what we saw on Monday night. And it's just something that I think, you know, we should all just try to remember that these are human beings, man. And we should we need to treat them like that. Yes, they go out and they play a very physical game. And to be honest with you, they are the modern day gladiators, you know, from back in you know ancient Greece yeah. and Roman times. But 
they do this is a sport man and we just got to keep that in mind so there are much bigger things in in life than football and you know that's why they get paid this money they go out and they literally sacrifice their bodies they sacrifice their brains their legs their knees their everything their future they could possibly die their brain could be mush but they do it for our entertainment and that's kind of fucked up if you think about it. It is, but, but I think it's just something. Butts, yeah, it's just something that we all need to keep in mind. Perspective. All right, that's what we're trying to say. Just keep perspective. Um, but like we said, God bless that man because thank God he's making a fucking remac- remarkable comeback. So um, yeah, let's. Uh, there is more. So let's actually shift gears now because you know, unfortunately, that happened on Monday night, and that what that game was potentially going to be for the number one seed in the AFC. That game had a lot on the line. It had a lot on the line. Not only just, you know, with fantasy, but like with the actual NFL playoff picture. So um, the NFL has now come out and said that they are going to cancel that game. That game is just going to be null and void. Um, but they have come out with some um, solutions as far as the playoffs are concerned and teams having home field advantage and whatnot. Um, I know the Bengals are officially eliminated from having any kind of home field. Um Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I mean, we'll get into it a little later, but it, it comes down to a point where if any combination of the Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs play in the AFC Championship game, it's played at a neutral site. Gotcha. But I think you're right. I don't think the Bengals can actually have the number one seed in the AFC. Gotcha, gotcha. So, I mean, since we're talking about the playoff picture now, before we dive into Week 18, because there are some games that do mean some things here, um, Let's break down the AFC playoff picture real quick, Zach. What do you think? All right. So at the one seed currently, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. Two seeds at the Bills. Three, you got the Bengals. The fourth seed gets a little dicey. The Jaguars take on the Titans in Week 18 for their matchup. It's essentially the AFC South championship game. Yeah, pretty much. So whoever, I mean, wins, that, whoever wins that game is taking the AFC title. But, you know, there are other stipulations that can happen to see some of those teams make the playoffs. But... At the fifth seed, we got the Chargers. The sixth, we got the Ravens. Those two teams are locked in. And at the seventh seed, you have the New England Patriots, who potentially could lose the spot, but they're pretty much a winning in. All right, so let's let's talk about that. You just said uh, the Patriots are winning in. They need to beat the Bills in yep. Week 18, and they have solidified their playoff. Uh, they punched their playoff ticket. Yeah. Um, now, where it gets a little dicey, Miami is going to play the Jets this weekend, correct? Yep. That this could have been for the uh for a playoff berth for the Jets, but could have unfortunately been, but the Jets <laughs> they they fumbled the bag. Very, very hard. But uh anyway, uh Miami needs to beat the Jets. With Chris Trevler as their starting quarterback. Yikes. Uh, I think Joe Flacco is starting for the Jets. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean Miami should take care of business there. But they also need the Patriots to lose. If that happens they become the seventh seed, correct? Miami punches their tickets to the playoffs. Gotcha. So the, the team right behind the Miami Dolphins, the Pittsburgh Steelers, started out two and six, and they've come back. Like it's been crazy. Someone actually said that Mike Tomlin could be considered for Coach of the Year if they make the playoffs. I mean, I would have to give him some consideration. I mean, the man was potentially going to have his first ever losing season. And he has a rookie quarterback. I mean, and if he wins this game. He won't against the Browns, who have been less than underwhelming. So, like, I got to give him some love there. That's that's pretty remarkable. Mike Tomlin's a great coach. So, anyway, Pittsburgh gets in with a W. They need the Jets to win, New England to lose, which obviously would mean Miami loses when the Jets win. Correct. So, they need New England and Miami to lose while beating the Browns, and they punch their tickets to the playoffs while also getting Mike Tomlin his however many consecutive winning seasons. I think it would be 12 consecutive winning seasons, something like that. All right. So, 
that explains the bottom half of the AFC playoff picture. But I kind of want to circle back to the Jags and Titans game because there is a way that the Jags could lose to the Titans and still end up making the playoffs, right? Yeah, but they would need Pittsburgh to lose. New England to lose, and Miami to lose, correct? Yeah, they would and only they would, to lose. And then and they would slide up to the seventh seed. Yeah, so it's kind of like, hey, you got in, congratulations, but you didn't really feel good about it. Exactly. So before we get into the NFC, I was listening to um, this podcast, right? And they actually made an interesting proposition for the playoffs so that no teams get a first-round bye. Is it add the, an eighth seed for this year only? Really? So that would have made things interesting because oh. the Texans would still have a play in the, in the, in the league. That... That's insane. But that would that obviously didn't work out. So I just thought it was pretty interesting. I wanted to share that with you, that there was a potential of an eighth team being added to the playoffs this year, which would have seen the Jets back alive, the Washington Commanders back alive, and it would have been absolutely insane, but it didn't come to fruition. Yeah, I just think with everything else going on in the <laughs> league right now, that's probably the last thing they were thinking about. But uh, let's turn our attention to the NFC playoff picture because you may not have a rooting interest in Week 18, Zach, but I do, not only in my game, but in your game as well, and a couple other games. So I'm just going to run through this real quick. Right now, as it sits, we have the Eagles as one seed, 49ers as the two seed. Vikings are pretty much locked into the three seed. Well, if the 49ers win, they're locked up. Gotcha. The 49ers can't lose and the Vikings win. In that case, the 49ers lose, they become the three seed. Gotcha, gotcha. So the Bucks are pretty much locked into they're the locked four into seed. The four. Uh, Cowboys... Sitting at the five seed right now, but I'll get to why I think they could maybe potentially move up. Uh, Giants sitting at the six seed, they're locked in. And right now on the bubble, we have Seattle, Detroit, and the Packers. So three teams fighting for one playoff spot. And personally, I would love to see the Lions get in. And all they have to do is beat the Packers, and they need Seattle to lose. Okay? Um, and that cements them in as the number seven seed. Now, on the reverse side of that, if the Packers were to beat Detroit uh, on on Sunday night, they're in the playoffs. And, I mean, remnants of the R-E-L-A-X season from Aaron Rodgers a, a couple years back. Kind of a crazy turnaround, right? It's kind of fake. It is. And, honestly, I'm pointing to the Cowboys game as the turning point of their season because... They benched Amari Rodgers like right after that game. I think they cut him. Remember, he was returning punts and kicks yeah. for them. And they put that guy uh, Nixon, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. I think his name is. And he's had a couple of really big uh, return touchdowns for them. That I feel like that has easily swung their season around. Well, I mean, I think that had something to do with it, definitely. But I also think that the rapport that Aaron Rodgers had with his, you know, young receiving core at the end of the season, like, I think Christian Watson scored eight touchdowns in four games. Ridiculous. So when you're getting production like that out of your rookies, that definitely helps you out. But, you know, just Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. But they did do a good job of locking up Justin Jefferson last week. I hear Alexander hit him with the gritty. I'm surprised that didn't get called for taunting. Yeah, I, I'm a little, think, I was a little see, shocked see, by that. I don't think it should have. I don't think it should be. No, I don't think it should have been but, either. Based on the consistency of the league, which is non-existent, that should have been called a taunting penalty. I agree. It is what it is. I think they won, like, what, 37 to 14? Listen, Jair Alexander talked his shit, and he backed it up. He put that man in shackles the entire game. He was in his back pocket on every route, bro, and Mm -hmm. I got to give him credit because that that was one of the most impressive defensive performances by a single player this entire season. You know what I mean? To go out and talk shit to the best overall player, I think, in the entire NFL. Held him in one catch. That's my hat's off to Jair Alexander. That man's a dog. But um, yeah, uh, Seattle, 
But yeah, back to the playoff picture. Um, Seattle needs to beat the Rams, and they're in. They should beat the Rams, but they also need Green Bay to lose. Okay, so if Detroit wins, Seattle wins, Seattle's in. Yes. Gotcha. So, you know, it's going to be a very interesting Sunday afternoon, at least in the NFC. The cool thing is that, I mean, it's not really cool, but Detroit is going to know if they're in or not before their game starts. Gotcha. So if Seattle wins, Detroit already knows that they're out. So they don't really have anything to play for, but you bet your ass Dan Campbell's going to come and try to ruin the Green Bay Packers oh, season. Oh, yeah, 100%. I you wouldn't be surprised gonna if come we out saw harder. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to see fucking fourth down con- uh, attempts on every fucking gonna be opportunity. Oh, yeah, they're going to be pissed. And I wouldn't be surprised if Detroit would fuck around and win that game, even though, even though they know they're probably not going to get to the playoffs. What's the most dangerous kind of team, Sean? A team that has nothing to lose. Exactly. So we'll see. It's going to be a very interesting uh, Sunday afternoon for many reasons, okay? But I do want to talk about uh, this one little playoff scenario. Now, uh, early on in the season, I predicted the Cowboys to go 12-5. and five. They are currently sitting at, what, 12-4? and four? I think 11-5. and five. No, 12-4 and four 12 with four. an opportunity to win their 13th game of the season. Do you know that there's still not a chance for them to be the number one seed in the yeah, NFC? Yeah, there's, there's a small chance. Small chance. And, Zach, I'm going to need you to uh, talk to whoever you got to talk to, bro. But I need the Giants to take care of business against the Eagles. And I, for one, will be rooting hard as a Giants fan come Sunday. Well, I hope you are ready to get your Tyrod Taylor jersey out, Sean. Because the Giants are not playing their starters. Uh, Saquon Barkley will be sitting. Daniel Jones will be sitting. Leonard Williams, Dory Jackson, Aziz Ojolari sitting. You might get a couple starters here and there to keep them hot, but for the most part, Sean, Tarod Taylor is going to have to be your uh, your saving grace with Matt Breida. God and Gary Brightwell. Yep. So I just really have to hope that the Eagles completely just. You got to hope the Eagles shit the bed. I think Which they have been doing the last two weeks. They have been. They have been. They have not been the same team from the previous 14 weeks of the season. Let me ask you something now. Ready? And I want to have this conversation because I heard it on the radio the other day. Does this cement Jalen Hurts more as the MVP now? Because in the two games that they didn't have him, they just looked completely lost. I mean, they did put up 34 against the Cowboys in a shootout. But Gardner Minshew did not look good against the New Orleans Saints. And I think if Jalen Hurts starts that game, I think they win that game. I mean, you could say that if you want. I just uh, their offense is I'm, so predicated on running the on ball. running the ball. And with Gardner Minshew can't do that with the quarterback. Exactly. And listen, I know it's a shoulder injury, but you don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be a little bit more hesitant to run now, or at least second guess himself just a bit, especially after the way he hurt his shoulder. When they're calling quarterback power and read option plays, and it's not a good look if you're like, eh, I don't want to get hit. Exactly. So I listen. I'm not saying. He's gonna. It's gonna. He's gonna be uh, thinking about it a lot, but you never know. I mean, if I fucked up my shoulder like that, I'd be thinking about it just a little bit on fucking quarterback read and also he's not gonna be able power. to. I don't think he's really gonna be able to throw the ball all that hard or far, given the fact that he's coming off a sprained shoulder. Like, listen, I dislocated my shoulder some time ago. Right now, this is what like six weeks ago, maybe no, more longer. Longer, longer. Than that. Yeah. I still don't think that I can go out and do something, and I can only imagine a sprained shoulder throwing the ball. At an NFL level, it's going to be yeah, tough for AJ Brown to get those jump balls. He wasn't really a like great that. thrower of the football. No, so you're going to have to rely on that run game even more. So you can kind of stack the box with seven or eight guys and just kind of hope that AJ Brown doesn't catch like a crazy ball over your head, which is definitely possible. But in all honesty, dude, I think Devontae Smith might be have right there game. with him. Have a big game. Yeah, he's like I that underneath so. guy. He can he can get he can get loose. Yeah, listen, Philly Philly scared me for most of the season, but I think. 
I think we're starting to see the actual Philly team. You know what I mean? Well, the real Philly team. They're thirteen and one without with with Jalen Hurts. So listen, we'll see what a, a banged up Jalen Hurts can do to a giant secondary who's uh resting some guys. But I for one, like I said, will be rooting very hard for uh as a Giants fan because I still would like to see the Cowboys, you know, solidify their game against the the commanders, which I think they will do. Getting your first look at Sam Howell. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Um the Cowboys in this game are probably going to be, I don't want to say they'll be scoreboard watching, but if they see that the Eagles are, you know, handling business against the Giants, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys pull their starters right off the field and we start seeing the second, uh, I second think, and third string I think guys that's, come in. I think that's a likely scenario. Being as though we're sitting our guys and the fact that the Eagles have something to play for, the Giants don't have anything to play for in this game. That's really, they're playing to make Keep sure they get to the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. That's all they're really doing. So the Eagles have a number one seed and a bye week and home field advantage and the playoffs to look forward to. The Cowboys are trying to ruin that. But if the Cowboys win and the Giants do lose, Giant, Cowboys and Eagles don't get home field in the playoffs throughout the whole thing. San Fran will get the number one seed. Correct. Correct. Which uh, I kind of predicted early on in the season. I mean, I thought they would. I, I, I said I thought San Fran would make it all the way to the Super Bowl. I thought they had a fantastic defense. Mr. Irrelevant is going to take them all the way still. I mean, that's, listen, that's, they got to get past Seattle. They got to get past Seattle first. If they make it. Or exactly. Green Bay. I don't want to see Green Bay in the playoffs. No. Or Detroit. I mean, the team I think I'm most worried about having to play again is probably San Fran just because I think they're the most complete team amongst all the nfc contenders and you know ghosts of uh fourth and whatever from last year mm. uh with no timeouts but whatever um yeah i just don't want to have to deal with them especially in san fran which honestly i think would probably be probably be 50 50 if we're talking crowd wise because there's well, a cowboy lot fans of cowboy travel well yeah there's a lot of cowboys fans in california especially that part of california so um yeah but listen man um, you guys have a potential matchup with the Vikings. Yep. How are you feeling about that right now? Feeling good. You know, we almost beat them the first time. It took a couple dropped interceptions. I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago. A couple dropped interceptions, a big fumble by Daniel Bellinger, and a 61-yard field goal to beat us. Coming back into the game, we're going to have Aziz Ojolari, Xavier McKinney, and Adoree Jackson. Uh, and honestly, the offense is clicking right now against one of the worst-ranked pass offenses, pass defenses in the league in the Vikings. I think the Giants' offense is peaking at the right time. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I expect a Super Bowl run here, but I think it's very likely, and I think it's possible, the Giants can maybe upset or even take this team down to the wire. Might take another 60-yard field goal to beat us, or hey, maybe we pull off the upset. I just don't think that anybody really wants to see us right now in the playoffs. Pass rush is clicking. Daniel Jones coming off his best game. He has the highest-graded QBR of the whole season out of any quarterback last week, albeit against the Colts, but that Colts team did have the 11th-ranked defense. And you were worried about them covering minus five and a half. Just listen, man. If you're a Giants fan as long as I have been, you understand why I was nervous. Listen, man. I took them in the blind confidence pool, and they sh uh, sure fucking covered it. Fuck your blind confidence pool. <laughs> yes, which we have to discuss. Um, I'm, that's going to pretty much round out all of our uh, Week 18 and playoff talk, right? Yeah, pretty much. We'll get into it next week when we um, talk about the actual matchups that are happening, and we can get into all that. All right, Mr. Durkin. So uh, let's close out this episode with your punishments oh, or your possible punishments sir because you son of a bitch yes I you forgot about it no i did not man um the blind confidence pool my friends is officially over i have one uh the 
I have won the year-long challenge, and now we must decide on Mr. Durkin's punishment. Uh, for those of you that were interested, the final tally was uh, I scored 44 points, and Zach scored 36. A so big difference on my part from last year. I had 56 points last year. I dropped 20, so I pretty much really just kind of sucked this year. I scored one more point this year than I did last pretty year. Pretty consistent. So. Pretty consistent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, it was a good season. We had a lot of fun, and uh, now we need to decide on what your punishment is going to be. So we have three options here, Mr. Durkin, um, one of which was one of your own suggestions. The other two I came up with, uh, and they are as follows. So option one. This was your idea. Yes, this was my idea, and I feel like you would you'd do this pretty well. So you need to write a letter to all 32 NFL teams and explain to them why you suck at picking games. It's a lot of work. That's that's option one. Okay, I think you could do you could do a really good job with that. But how would the people see it? We'll just record it, or we'll just you know turn it into a little vlog session of you writing down you know writing your thoughts down. Maybe we'll turn it into a TikTok and uh, just watch you uh, mailing them out. You know what I mean? Sure. Make sure it's official. Whatever. Uh, all right. Option two, another one. I think you would really flourish in a PSA. This is my idea. Yes, a PSA. To any and anybody, any and everybody who will listen. I kind of have an idea on how I, how I want to do it. If that was the way we went, I'd put like the ASPCA fucking sound in the back. You know, Sarah McLaughlin got that going in the background and just talk about how I suck at making picks. All right. Well, that that's option two. And option three, which is probably the least exciting of all the it's options. A classic, though. It is a classic. It's the Waffle House challenge. All right. 24 hours at a Waffle House. You got to eat X amount of pancakes for every pancake you eat it deducts an hour from your time and there you go so those are going to be the three options we're going to post it on instagram for you guys to check out um and vote on so please do that uh we'll have that up as soon as we get this episode out most likely so be on the lookout for that um zach was there anything else we had to talk about today I don't think we're not doing a canvas parlay, are we? No, we're going to give you guys a break with that one. We lost you guys about $1,500 this year. So I think it's better for everybody involved if we just kind of hold that off until next season. Yeah, probably, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't make any money. I, I mean, mean, I made we made money on one week this year. My bread and butter is the playoffs, but I'm my discretion, I'll figure that out. But we don't really have to do that. Uh, fantasy season, for the most part, is over for most of you guys. I know Sean's dealing with one more matchup in our Heated Rivals League. I hope you pull it out, man. Yeah, it's coming down to the wire, man. Um, we had some little things we had to fix because of the uh, Monday night game, but it's coming down to me and Mr. Evan Abloff. Uh, Pussy. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. But uh, it seems to always come down to me and him in any of these leagues. Um, I actually beat him in another one of, uh, you know, an ESPN league that we did together. Good. So I have one championship under my belt so far this year. I'm looking for a second one. Uh, it's been a good been a good fantasy season for most of us i know you won one too right yeah i won my brother jordan's league um a little bit of drama in that one so this is what happened i had josh allen and joe mixon he had t higgins playing i was down by two points i was pretty much going to win the game it was kind of mutually agreed upon that i was going to win so i got the little certificate and the bragging rights to say that i won but sportsmanship we ended up splitting the final pot because what happens if joe mixon gets hurt or josh allen gets hurt or it's, it's the right thing to do yeah it's the right thing to do my ass but you know i'll take the dub I consider it a win. 
Yes. Give me one for this year. I and then you. my brother Jordan won in the league. I think he won in Andy's league. Yes, for the first time ever, right? Yeah. I don't think he's ever won a fantasy football championship. I'm very happy for him. Good for you, Jordan. We all won one. All the friends of the Heaty Rivals podcast won a championship this year, and we're looking for Sean to win his second. So good luck to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, and with all that being said, that's going to close out. This week 18 version of the Heated Rivals podcast. Just want to thank you guys all for tuning in. Remember that you could find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're tuning in. Just make sure you're listening. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all those social medias. We are on there. Uh, we're not always active, but our Instagram is probably the most popping. So definitely yep. give us a follow on that. Uh, so for all that being said, I'm Sean Robinson. I'm Zach Durkin. And this has been the Heated Rivals Podcast. Take care, everybody. Peace.